Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Wednesday. <laughs> Life's not so bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. Give me a cheer if you've listened to the podcast. Woo! Ooh, okay. okay. The front row then. <laughs> <laughs> you will act as our shield. Um, and give me a cheer if you have never listened to the podcast. Woo! Oh, welcome. Welcome. Taylor Glenn, introduce yourself. Hi. Thanks for having me. That's great. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this is Detective Katie Wilkins. Hello. Oh. Yeah, you're right. You don't know me. You know, <laughs> you know, did, did, I'm a stranger. You're right. Uh, stranger danger. Stranger danger, which is what I tell my children, who I brought to Edinburgh like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty much mum's night out, so watch Casey. <laughs> she'll drop the, the first it's seat mu- It's mum's night out, and it's almost... Look, we're halfway through our run. We've been having a blast, but it's almost like a science experiment at this point to measure the effects of alcohol on three very anxious women. <laughs> it, it's diarrhea. The if you're interested. Is diarrhea. Um, we're uh, we're pretty confident in the results so far. Yeah. It seems pretty. Only been five days. But ironically, yeah. solid results. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I still insist on wearing a jumpsuit. <laughs> why, 
Why would I do that? Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome and thank you for being with us. We're going to bring on a special guest in a moment. And then at the end, one of you will come up on stage and share about a time you were the victim of a crime. So have a little think. Have a little think about that. Just to give you an idea, on our first night, a woman came up on stage and she um, was accused of murder. So... <laughs> That, um, wrongly, I should say. Wrongly, yes. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting one. Then the next night, a woman had um, just walked out of Pizza Express without paying. So um, <laughs> just don't do either of those and come on up. Yeah. Um, and you get this lovely prize. Ooh. Let's not say what it is. I don't want our listeners to know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's them come to a live show and find out. <laughs> it's a night with Taylor. Um, so... <laughs> Sorry in advance. <laughs> what just no one comes to do? No, many would. Um, no, I'm, also, I'm, I'm trying to say many people would. Anyway. Uh, welcome if you just come in. I've just offended my friend. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to meet our, uh, our guests for this evening? Yeah. Please put your hands together for the brilliant comedian, Abby Clark. Yeah. Yeah. Abby. Hello. Hey. Oh my god, I wasn't on mic. I just told all my best jokes and you didn't even hear it. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. Um, I'll be boring from now on. You're doing this the right way. Thank How you. are you? Abby? Are you well? I'm fine. That was a fringe fine, I think. <laughs> um, week two. Yeah. The voice has come back. So that's good news. Very Excellent. good news for a podcast. Abby, we asked one question on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. and that is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I have. Go on. Well, mine, ugh, quite boring, uh, but I have witnessed a crime. Okay. Um, and, I, and I had to go to court. Oh, wow. That's pretty... Just that's out not... there. <laughs> Just right. saving the world. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm not sure you're using the word boring correctly. No, <laughs> the ones committed against me, I was like, seriously, guys, up your game. Like, I have content to make. Um... <laughs> Like, didn't even make the gram story. Um, <laughs> but the ones I've been witnessing, great, yeah. great fun. Okay, fun's the wrong word. What? I mean, let us be the judge. Um, yeah, yeah. What happened in this? Okay, so it was Edinburgh Fringe. <gasps> um, I was, I was a young, naive university drama student. Um, so obviously, I was dressed as Virginia Woolf. Correct. <laughs> Um, I was giving the performance of my life on the Edinburgh Mile. Uh, I was up on like one of those bollards, like, you know, like lock up your libraries, you know, all that. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was doing a, a monologue um, and I had the rest of the cast as well. We were all dressed in period dress uh, performing. Is and that the crime? Because no, no. <laughs> okay. That was just a social crime. Uh, and really, I hate that you've made me bring it up. Um, but I was the main part. <laughs> oh, I don't really. Um, so anyway, I saw a theft happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, a man stole a woman's handbag <gasps> and I went, someone stop that man! <laughs> um, but because I was in period dressed on the Edinburgh Mile, <laughs> everyone, everyone thought it was a performance. Yeah! And they were like, finally, you're doing something good. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, so no one did anything and the only people who knew I was performing was the rest of my cast. So then this... Thug was then 
pursued down the Edinburgh Mile by about eight people in period dress. <laughs> Stop that brute! <laughs> oh, um, please, a man, come help. Uh, mostly the boys, some very arrogant kind of university boys in their chinos, like, I got this babe, I got this, they pursue it down, ringing the police. Um, and then and then I had to go. Uh, Did they get him? Yeah. So we, we got to, we, we really, I look back and it was actually quite dangerous. <laughs> so wild um, so random anyway i we got to his apartment um and we waited outside because justice <laughs> comes before no man and then the police came and they're like oh yeah we know this guy uh, uh yeah man, okay. and then and all the boys you know they'd, they'd taken over they were like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I, I learned taekwondo on my gap yard actually um, <laughs> I went to XT uni <laughs> and then they were like well did any of you witness the crime and then all the boys had to back down they were like no actually no I, I didn't see it uh, oh. and then I was like yes and so then I had to go <laughs> to the police station <laughs> dressed as Virginia Woolf wow. <laughs> I, I passed a boy I kind of fancied on the way and I was like with a police officer so I was like rah <laughs> I was like, that girl! <laughs> and then immediately bumped into someone, and the policewoman turned around and was like, what are you doing? Um, and then, yeah, I had to do a little witness statement as Virginia Woolf. Wow. Um, did you so it was, it was written beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, there is no gate, no lock, no bolt you can set upon the freedom of my mind. <laughs> And they were like, babe, you're just here as a witness. Yeah, and then I got a letter through the post weeks later and I had to come back to Edinburgh and go to court. Oh, shit. Right, yeah. Um, Can I say Edinburgh is so fucking lovely outside the fringe. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Oh, it's just I got a put up. Visit. I got put up, got a hotel, got a Nando's. <gasps> oh, Did really? they pay for your Nando's? No, I only treated, yeah. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, expensive. Oh, I'm going to start looking out for more crime. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you got wow. chicken. Wow. <laughs> It pays to be a good person. <laughs> I know. Well, I know. they should call them like food Samaritans or like something that, yeah. that I should. Yeah. If it, it was, no, no. <laughs> you know, when you think of a joke and you're like, I might do that at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, the biggest arts festival. And you go, no, because I was going to say that if you're a <laughs> you're vegetarian, gonna it anyway now? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I know you want to That's hear it. That's what editing's uh, for. <laughs> oh, the build up now. Yeah. We, oh, God. I, if, if, if you're a vegetarian, I would have said you were a vigilante. <laughs> Some feedback I like. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'd keep workshopping it. I like yeah. it. I Mostly like... the front row. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I really appreciate this audience's candor. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. But I can't figure you people out. Because <laughs> all you want is wordplay, wordplay, and like all your favorite stuff is like, oh, what a pun. And then, I, and then you get so mad when we do it. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Anyway, so I mean, what stuff. happened then? You went to you went to court. I did. I went to court. Um, I was warned that you'd spend a lot of time in the waiting room. I think that's what it's called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I I down I redownloaded The Sims because uh, <laughs> what passes time like an entire lifetime ended in a swimming pool. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had to kill him in childhood though, because it actually turned out 
<laughs> I was up real quick. And then and then I was taken into like a little room and I'm pretty sure they put the defense witnesses and the prosecuting witnesses in the same room. Cause I'm pretty sure I was in the room with his mum. Like oh, <laughs> wow. pretty much 100 percent sure. Um and and then I went in and I realised only when I shouldn't really admit this. Go on. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I did the vigilante, so you I have, just, yeah. I just like to say, I wasn't the only witness, and I don't think he was on just for stealing a handbag. Um, okay. They knew him. Remember, they knew him. But I realised once I got in the room with the people, I was like, all I remember was that we kept being like, oh, he's a bald man with a blue jumper. He's a bald man with a blue jumper. And that's kind of all I remembered about him. <laughs> and I was like, they could present me with any bold man. Oh, yeah. Because I went in. Carl Pilkington. And they were like, they, 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 they like to do this little trick with you. They're like, uh, is, is the defendant in the room? And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, can you point him out? And I went, the bold one? <laughs> in the red jumper? Nothing gets past me. I'm like, did he have to wear a suit? It just would have been helpful if he wore what he was wearing at the time. <laughs> Is that why they wear wigs here in court? So you can't do that. <laughs> okay, the defendants don't wear the wigs. You need to know that. <laughs> okay. It's tricky though. It made me realise how like not reliable witness testimony is. Yeah. Because, yep, 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 yep. Like, yeah. I don't remember how he threaded his eyebrows. Like, <laughs> I don't remember specific things about that. I was thinking yeah. about me and the boy I fancied. I was... <laughs> I was on an Edinburgh fling. Like, I had other priorities. Um, but there were other witnesses, and I'm sure I didn't send it in a amount away. <laughs> at least that's what I tell myself to sleep at night. <laughs> so do we know the, the verdict? Did he go down? I don't know. <gasps> so they did say you can let us know um, if you want to know. Mm. Uh, but I'm just bad at admin, and I... <laughs> I just left it too long. Slash kind of didn't want to know because I didn't know if I got the wrong guy. <laughs> I told you I shouldn't have said. I was going to take that to my grave. The other question we ask on this podcast, we always ask it and we say, what would you say to that person now? I'm assuming it's sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry your dad didn't give you a better hairline. I... <laughs> Don't feel bad for him. He stole Bad guy. Oh man, <laughs> you were Virginia Wolf this whole time. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I had to return to court in Virginia yeah. Wolf. <laughs> they only accepted the testimony if I was in the outfit. It, well, sure. Oh wow, well that's the most Edinburgh crime that we've had so it far. Really so is. thank you very much yeah. for sharing. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right to clap. You're right yeah. to clap. Right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, we will now move on to the second part of this podcast, and that's when I will tell you about a true crime, and you guys will uh, see if you can solve it for me. Ooh. Oh my god, I'm so excited. And we mean that in the loosest sense. Is he bold? If he's bold, he's going down. <laughs> Hold that thought. So, today, uh, our case involves a man the FBI called Mr. 880. First question to you is why was he called 800 Mr. 880 and what do you think his crime was? Darts. Darts? <laughs> <laughs> he, ju he just played darts it's a, and he called it a sport. <laughs> <laughs> We've got darts from Abby. Taylor, Katie. 880. Was it... Was it a symbol for something? Because as soon as, as soon as I think of an eight, is it was he like infinity, infinity, zero? Ooh. For some reason. 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've been at this for two, three years. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pretty. good. Well, I like, did he steal 880 diamonds? <laughs> okay. Do you know what, guys? That was a bit of a trick question because actually he was called Mr. 880 because it was just the name on his file. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, super, oh, super. 880. Yeah. I was 180. <laughs> I just. Dance now seems really random. <laughs> It didn't to me because I don't know the rules. <laughs> it's like, ha ha ha, it's sports. So, it was just the case number. It was just the case number. Just the case number. And it just oh, like. Oh, man. So it's just like social services now. Yeah. <laughs> it was all sexy before. Um, well, this guy, he was a counterfeiter. So he counterfeited money. I'd, like, since I've turned up here, I've had loads of counterfeit money. It, it could be Scottish money, I'm not sure, but um, I have to go back and check that. Uh, hey, women on the money here. Yeah, we were looking at Scottish money earlier, and it's, it's all happening. bitches. And squirrels. Yeah. It's like, it's, just, it's like the one place in the UK that gives a shit about women and animals. It's really nice. We might move yeah. here now that climate change has kicked in. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, so basically, uh, I'd be like, what are these animals? Oh, they were called squirrels. <laughs> oh no! Mm, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> it's funny because it's terrifying. I should say we're in New York. It's a glamorous one. Oh, it's okay. 1930s. That's an exciting time in New York. The operation to find him was one of the most extensive and expensive counterfeit investigations in American history. Oh. He was described as a mastermind. But here's the twist: <laughs> the counterfeit notes were just crap. Like they were dog shit. Like the like counterfeiters usually kind of take really really good pride in their work because they have to be good, but <laughs> this guy did not. So the FBI thought Mister Eight Hundred and Eighty was deliberately mocking them. <laughs> they were like, "Who is this guy?" Now my question to you is, what do you think was particularly crap about these counterfeit notes? <laughs> well, first of all, was this a monopoly man? <laughs> 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 Were they pink and small and <laughs> they rode in a shoe? I don't know. I, I don't get why the FBI took it so personally. I know. Like, oh, they're the so FBI touchy. take everything God. personally. Yeah. Are you kidding? I've got all the insecure mango. <laughs> A hundred percent. We went on an FBI tour when I was in high school, and those fuckers have no self-esteem. <laughs> like they're just proving, yeah. proving, proving we're doing the right thing. Yeah. So we're just like, wow. when are we going to lunch? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anything in particular about these dollar well, bills? Dollar bills? Was it just written? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Female, female workplace. workplace. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> When we apologise to each other, we sing that. If we, if we interrupt. Oh, if we interrupt and apologise, yeah. we sing female work, please. <laughs> because it's rude and Taylor's sorry. Um, Abby. I am. I don't feel safe. Uh, <laughs> I just asked We actually have to stop the show if someone says that. Oh. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, Abby, go on. Mm. What do you think? You've got some counterfeit notes in front of you. They're shit. Why are they shit? You say handwritten. Yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> like felt tip pad. <laughs> yeah. I I think he put the dates in the future. Oh, space money. That would be like fucking with someone. <laughs> That's backing yourself though. Please. <laughs> <laughs> 
Please tell me they were just printed on one side. (laughs) Well, for a start, they were only $1 bills. Now, that's unusual because if you're going to counterfeit money, you're going to go for a bigger bill. You put a zero and it's kind of times 10 the amount. I can do maths. It's $10. You put two zeros. Wait, you think aim high, I'd do 10 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) Not too high, not too high. (laughs) I've never seen more. (laughs) That's as high as they go, right? (laughs) So um, the bills were printed on cheap paper that you could buy from like a WH Smith. Cheap paper? No, (laughs) cheap. Cheap. Because it's like, wool is actually very pricey. <laughs> and this and is my a- husband's allergic to it. I'm just throwing that in there for no reason. And he's Welsh. Oh, the irony. Right. Oh. You have a husband. We got it. <laughs> I know. But I don't wear a ring just to, you know, keep it open. <laughs> it's because my fingers are too fat. The, like, the official description of George Washington on these dollar bills was that he looked like a zombie. Um, <laughs> he had... That means he just made him thinner. That was complimentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is just goth money. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, yeah, he had black blotches for eyes. Um, oh, no. And my favourite bit is that Washington was just spelt incorrectly. <laughs> wow. Well, so first up, what kind of person do you think would do this? Um, are we working with a mastermind here? Just I want to get your initial thoughts, and as we go through it, we'll see who was right. What, what do you think? Like, so it, what prankster extraordinaire that knows how to press all the buttons of the FBI? Yeah, or a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> These are your two choices. <laughs> I pick Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Dennis the Menace. Okay, we're going. We're going. Is it, like, could it be like a child? Right. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a precocious child. Mm. Was he like a stockbroker that lost all his money in the crash? <gasps> and he just went a little bit loopy and was like, I'll draw my own money! <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Washington! You got raisins <laughs> for eyes! <laughs> That's what stockbrokers sounded like. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard a recording, that's true. Mm. <laughs> From the FBI too. Yes. <laughs> From the 1930s. It's on that documentary. <laughs> so Mr. 880 eludes the FBI for a decade. There are $7,000 worth that's of... 10 years. <laughs> $7,000 worth of dollar bills seized. That's the equivalent of about $90,000 today. Um, and bear in mind that as this became a bigger and bigger thing in New York and people started finding out about these dollar bills, if people got one of those dollar bills, they kept it because they were like, this is hilarious. Of course I'm keeping it. Yeah. So the oh, number so was like probably... the beanie babies yeah. of their time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the number was probably a lot higher. Um, so Agent James wow. Maloney, who ran the case, described it as unbearably provoking. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Neither did he. <laughs> it means he was super triggered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that like a dictionary corner? Is that... <laughs> I don't have Google. I'm on airplane mode. <laughs> he was just like, he was like, he, it was the worst thing for him. He was it's just not like... a proper turn of phrase. Let's be honest. It should be unbearably provocative or it should just be provocative because the unbearably is sort of implied. Oh. Provocative. So he was sexy. <laughs> I mean, I get it. J- Agent James Maloney. He kind of, yeah. Okay. I'd so... like to change my answer. It's not a child. <laughs> 
Isn't it funny how sexy the surname Malone is? But if you add that EY, like it's out the window. I just find that fascinating. Malone. Maloney. <laughs> That's what I had for lunch today on white bread with some mustard. Like it's just. I say what I think. <laughs> Make your own podcast. You can do the same. <laughs> I've had the most to drink tonight. <laughs> we have to take turns. It was funny, yeah, we were having dinner and we were about to leave and you were like, another wine! <laughs> um, so, after 10 years, they find Mr. 880. Oh. They find him. James, smoking hot James, saunters <laughs> into the room and says, I fucking got him. But actually, Abby, you brought up children earlier. It's actually... A group of children who crack the, no. crack the case and crack the case. Oh, crack the oh they case. crack the case. And then crack themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's not They're like, oh shit! <laughs> it's not kids that did it. But basically, it's a snowy afternoon in January of 1948, and some boys are playing in the street when they discover something hidden in the snow on the sidewalk. What do they discover? <laughs> like, a, like a money printing machine? <laughs> I mean, money printing. Whoops. <laughs> Don't know what else. There's no bodies in this case. <laughs> a severed arm <laughs> holding a counterfeit bill. Uh, yeah, either a, a key or, oh. or maybe a box oh. with, or, or a bag with some money in it. <laughs> that was the dollar bill money. <laughs> okay. I'll be any advance on either of these. <laughs> Ridiculous answers. Don't be intimidated by. We've been we've been doing this a lot longer than you, honey. I'm a little bit drunk. Can you repeat the question? Okay. So some kids find something on a sidewalk, which eventually leads to Mr. 880 being found. What is it? Okay. <laughs> His ID. His ID. Okay, some ID. Okay, that's it's like, like a driving license. Just that for his horse and cart. <laughs> <laughs> just there in the snow, and it's got a little bit of green dye on it. <gasps> nice. Well, actually, do you know what? As ridiculous as your answer sounded, it was um, two zinc engraving plates. So your man is using engraving plates to print the uh, money, and they found thirty funny-looking dollar bills so they find some of his dollar bills so essentially a bag of dollar bills really sweet and his id <laughs> i mean in effect wasn't it his id <laughs> we're all right we're points all for correct. everyone thank you female experts. <laughs> i'm so sorry i've got to pull down my dress and hoik up my biker shorts just give me a second. <laughs> Okay, little interlude. I feel like we. <laughs> I just want to enjoy myself. <laughs> so, for the, for the listeners, Taylor did exactly what she said she was going to do. And that hopefully made an audible noise that Amanda, our and producer. I did hold my microphone to your face now. And so. This this is why you should come to a live show. <laughs> so they call it the Spanks mic. <laughs> is the Spanks mic on? Drunk women solving crime. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Basically, yes, they found the dollar bills. And what had happened is Mr. 880's block of flats had had a fire. So everything was sort of slightly singed. So the boys have these dollar bills. Do you think they take them straight to the police? And if not, what do they do with them? Oh, they buy sweets. Oh, it's a bit more adult. That sounds awful. No, it's cigarettes. They buy cigarettes. porn. <laughs> <laughs> we got sweets. We've got porn. They set up their own money counterfeiting business. Ooh. In the basement of the school, <gasps> and then they, <gasps> they 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 wash the cash. <gasps> they wash the cash. Oh, like money laundering at the school disco. Oh, on Freddy Frogs. <laughs> I wish. Oh my god, I got it. <laughs> I wish that happened. What happened is they um, it's so like 1940s kids in New York. They just play poker with it. Oh. I immediately Ew. thought of that picture and I was like, oh my God, the picture with the children in the poker. And then I was like, that's dogs, isn't I, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that history of the dogs. <laughs> Wait, how many dollar bills were there? Did what? they pay with three bills? <laughs> there was $30 bills in the bag. But okay. Sounds like a low stakes game. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> they broke it first. Um, but their da- one of their dads is a fucking knock and um, just <laughs> took the money straight to the police. And the FBI oh. managed to trace the plates back to the building that had set on fire. They were like, we found it here. This is where it came from. Ooh. So they've got their man. And a few weeks later, Mr. 880 was back in the building. The fire hadn't destroyed the place. So the FBI, we've got James Maloney Baloney, he busts into the building and they expect to find a criminal mastermind with a sophisticated setup. But what what were they greeted by? A dog. <laughs> Playing poker. Playing poker in a little bow tie. <laughs> Any advance on dog playing poker in a bite? I'm, I'm really picturing like some kind of Gotham City Joker's lair. Oh, okay. Like the real kind of like. <laughs> I just love that you had to pick the mic back up from over the hall. All right, go on. <laughs> Hannah, that's the prize, Prosecco. There is one more out back. Shall I go I... get it? Because oh. I've been talking too much. You guys have a great time. I'll be right back. <laughs> She's gone to Sainsbury's because uh, I've already drank the other one. I mean, let's uh, be honest. Who would buy a ticket to just women solving crime? <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason most of the FBI are male guys. <laughs> no one wants it. <laughs> hey! Oh, I was going to do that as you did it. Can you do it again? Do it again. No. Come. Oh, no. fuck. Say something really good. Oh! Yeah! Hey! 
Um, so we've got dog and a bow tie. What else? What do you think? What do you think, Mister Eight Hundred and Eighty? And I should say, was it even a Mister? Because the FBI hey. are the ones that have dubbed him. I never said the dog was a boy. <laughs> How dare you gender my dog? <laughs> It was a cat. There you go, that was a girl. <laughs> so we've got a cat dog. Um, all right, I'm changing my answer from the Joker to Dr. Evil with a cat. Okay, Dr. Evil with a cat. Like, I think it was a guy called Barry and he's in his pants in the middle of the day. What would you be doing in the 30s? 48 at this point. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and just in case that decade is really going to make a difference. He could have been smoking weed, maybe a bit of whiskey. I think he has a whole family. Okay. And he's been doing this on the side, so I'm picturing some kids. I think he's a stay-at-home dad. Nice. Can I change my answer? Go on. It's Maloney's mum. Oh, that's the twist that I mm. wish was happening. It's not as good as that. Okay, I'll go back to the dog then. <laughs> <laughs> no, what it, it was a man. You uh, lied to us. <laughs> I just thought I'd I was up. ready for some female empowerment. She, she challenged our assumptions. <laughs> uh, it was. You were ready for a woman to have done shitty counterfeiting. <laughs> Yay! That's true. <laughs> That's, See, that, yeah, it's true. We can, <laughs> we can do shitty great arts and crafts. <laughs> There's glitter on it. Darling, get a hobby. <laughs> and she did. No, she didn't. This is Emmerich Jutner. He's 73 years old. He is Aww. grinning at Maloney. 73. He's 73. He's 73. He's five foot three. Aww. He's skinny. He's bald. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> and he's got hardly any teeth. Was he wearing blue? <laughs> Was he wearing blue? <laughs> They always wear blue, I tell you. <laughs> the document did not say, but he was very cheerful and immediately answered all the FBI's questions. They asked him how long he'd been making the bills and he said, about 10 years. Um, and they were like, so you admit it? And he was like, yeah, of course I admit it. Uh, they were only $1 bills. I never gave more than one of them to any one person. So no one ever lost more than $1. Ah. Isn't he cute? And the... <laughs> And Very then, unexpectedly uh, adorable. I know, literally, like, as soon as you leave this room, Google a picture. Because he's, oh, little oh, Mr. Jutner. Oh, my God, he is like a little dog that's maybe, like, really old and bad. So stuff. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> so huh. what do you think makes a 63, because he was 63 when he started, 73 mm-hmm. when they found him. Oh. What makes a 63-year-old start making counterfeit notes? He's never done this before. He has no record. He's an innocent man. I, <laughs> he's a normal man. It, it's going to be like a Breaking Bad thing. There's, there was no NHS okay. and he had medical bills. Okay. Which he paid for Much. in cash. <laughs> <By> one dollar <laughs> at a time. <laughs> one for you to the nurse, one for you to the radiographer, one to you. <laughs> the surgeon's like, no, I need more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what, what do you think starts? We've got Breaking Bad situation. Oh, I think he just retired and was bored. Okay. But I mean, I think that's valid. Thank you. Yeah. Like my dad's it's started... not funny, but no. <laughs> it could actually be right for once. It might be right. So... <clears throat> um, was he a widower? Had he lost his wife and he was bereft and he's like, I need a hobby. Um, always wanted to get into printing. Ding, 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 ding. Really? Uh, 
I mean, I didn't want to say ding, 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 ding when you said his wife died, but that is the reason. Um, it was, basically, he'd had a relatively uneventful life. He'd moved from Austria when he was 13. He was happily married. They'd had two children. He worked as a maintenance man. He got to 63 and they said, you're too old to be a maintenance man. Oh, I know, right? The US were in the middle of a recession. Um... And then his wife dies. So he's left on his own. He doesn't have any income and there's nothing to really help this guy. So he thought he could... <laughs> he thought, right, okay, I know what I'll do. And there was something that he did in his early 20s that could have helped him become a counterfeiter. Oh. What was it that he used to do? It was a hobby. Making plates that you can engrave money with. <laughs> 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 okay. Like a printing press? Did he work in like a printing press? Pottery painting? <laughs> he liked pottery. Well, artist? Well, he was an inventor. Inventor? That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a boy who had no friends. Oh, Emma. Oh, no, he's a criminal! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of sad. He was kind of a wannabe inventor. Like, yeah, he invent- wannabe. See, now you've changed your shoes. Because <laughs> I hey, mom, I put balloons on the dog. Now we can fly. <laughs> Get friends, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's not your friend. <laughs> I don't know why I keep going back to dogs. I just, I just want to know more about Billy. Is he okay? <laughs> 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 Emmerich invented a new type of camera, uh, which Kodak rejected immediately. He invented a new type of Venetian blind, which the Venetian blind guys rejected. I don't know who they were. They were like, this isn't a Venetian blind. This is just a piece of paper, Billy. <laughs> I'm saying, if he was good at it, it would have been his job. <laughs> Absolute brutality. What's the point unless you can monetize it? And that's capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically, it was his love of like photography that uh, was the real thing, and he had invented this camera. So basically, he essentially took a picture of a $1 bill (laughs) and then um, ignored uh, it. (laughs) <laughs> just went freehand I, said, I mean I don't know exactly how this works he obviously made some plates and stuff but um, it said that, that he transferred the images to a pair of zinc plates apparently using a bath of acid Why so did... he could have murdered yeah I mean, is anyone else not there? disappointed yeah. that this wasn't a murder story <laughs> well, you hear true crime you're like I want a dead woman right? at least one dead woman what a waste of acid that's all I'm saying <laughs> So basically, I've got to do a show after this. <laughs> you are literally going straight I'm literally to your going thing. to a new up and coming comedians showcase. Like it's, it, it, this is my career. <laughs> it was it your was. career. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm going to take up inventing. <laughs> I feel good about it. Oh, you're totally going to have like three reviewers. <laughs> Confusing. <laughs> Steve Bennett kept talking about dogs. <laughs> You'll <laughs> be great. You'll so be great. Thanks. He filled in the smaller details by hand, as we know, misspelling Washington. Um, he knew the bills oh. were crap, but he he kind of had a conscience about it because he was like, "I'll only ever use enough bills to survive." And actually, ninety thousand dollars or whatever over ten years, like that's not an awful lot of money. He'd always use them at rush hour because if anyone like looked at them, they'd be like. Pfft. 
pay. That's that's Wait, not a dollar so bill. He was relying on people being in a rush. L- yeah. Or was he just like throwing it into cars? What? <laughs> he was. He was just like if you do it quicker, and he'd never go to more than one. Like he'd never go to a shop more than once because. Yeah. Well, was he? Buy- was he just going to like the pound store? <laughs> yeah, I was mean, just living right. Like it's like a bagel on your commute. And yeah, because I lived in New York. But a dollar guys. a time. I know how it works. <laughs> the day i guess like a dollar was maybe worth more like ten dollars right. or twenty dollars so it's not like he's gone out and spent a pound at a time okay. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it's kind of and I, yeah that I was d- a million pounds back in that day <laughs> but buying he, boats <laughs> he never got greedy and i think that's why i like this guy and also like so he ends up in court um and it's a huge case loads of people are watching it he's become a bit of a character really yeah um and everyone finds it quite funny including the judge which i like Aww. um and Emmerich's kind of really charismatic um, and he wore a cute little fraying grey suit and a little wrinkled hat. So he He's basically- a criminal! <laughs> <laughs> he- <laughs> Stop feeling sorry for him. He faces three counts. Possession of counterfeit plates, manufacturing the bills and using the bills. Each of them come with a possible 10-year sentence. What and he's do you- like, I've got five years max. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 30s. I'm malnourished. Do your worst. <laughs> Seriously. What What do you think the judge gave him? Time-wise. Death sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose, yeah, anything above six or seven they, years is... <laughs> they just did a little jump scare and he just died on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> little hard touch. <laughs> He banged his gavel really hard. Yeah. Um, Any advance on death sentence? Maybe maybe just let him off. Okay. He was so adorable. Do you know what? Okay, adorable. Let him off. Taylor? Hmm. Service? Service? Okay. I'll tell you what he did. He was given a year and a day. And that is the least you can possibly get. So the judge was very, very lenient. After what he did. <laughs> he was also given a fine. How much was the fine? $1. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Say it with me. How much was the fine? $1. It was $1. It really, it really was. And everyone in the courtroom laughed. And this they... judge was like, I'm going to end up in a like dramatic reenactment one day. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, here I come. Yeah. At the first, I'll go on a sort of successful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so he was given a year and a day. Find a find a dollar. So in the fifties, oh. Emmerich's story was made into a film. Does anyone know the film? Catch me if you can. No, it wasn't. But that is a really good true good crime. Film. Yes, we've covered the Catch Me If You Can the guy. The film was made in the fifties. Yeah, it was. Uh, Charlie was it- Chaplin. It well. <laughs> uh, airplane. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Security code millennial. Code <laughs> millennial. How dare you? I am Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I'm on the threshold. <laughs> I'm a geriatric millennial. That's my favourite thing. It's just, it's, it's cute. Okay. How's that working out? Not, not great. I'm so- Generation X. Generation <laughs> X. <laughs> <laughs> It starred um, Edmund Gwen, um, who was the guy who played Father Christmas on Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, okay. So that gives you an idea of the kind of the cuteness we're dealing with here. Um, Edmund <laughs> They was, always make was, them fitter in the film. Though. Yeah, they do. <laughs> if you look at Edmund and then you look at um, your man. Did, did, yeah, did he have teeth in the film? <laughs> <laughs> do we know the name of the film or do we have to guess? I, um, you can guess. Money for nothing. Ooh. 
Any advance on that? Chicks for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Do you know that I thought that they were saying <laughs> money for nothing and checks for free? <laughs> like like money free banking. <laughs> I mean until like five years ago. <laughs> Someone heard me singing along, they're like, it's chicks. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um, any any advance on that on the name of the film about Emmerich? No. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, yeah, Edmund Gwen, uh, Father Christmas, he was nominated for an Oscar for his role. Wow. Yeah, this is like this isn't no independent movie. This is oh, a I big. Hope they let little old bald man in prison get some of the money. They did. He made more money from selling his life rights than he no. ever did from yeah. Pound so, ladies and gentlemen, here is to oh. Mr. 880. Cheers. What was his surname? Mr. Junker? He was Emmerich... Junket? Jutner. Jutner. And I'm assuming I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly. It's G-J-J-E-U-T-T-N-E-R for your Googles as soon as you leave. Jutner. Set your heart to melt because, oh my God. Oh. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the time in the show where we want to hear... <gasps> we need you now. If anyone here has been accused of murder... Here comes the purple lights of doom! <laughs> oh, and God bless you at the back for standing for the whole show. Thanks for your time. No, no, they're just giving us a standing ovation. <laughs> that happens when I'm here. Time. <laughs> oh, now, apart oh, from nice. this crime that's just happened, sorry, guys, um, does anybody want to come up and tell them, us, them, <laughs> us, a time you've been a victim of a crime? Oh, I Yay! spot a man in the back. Wow. Come on down. I don't like how keen he was. Hello. Come on down. We're really nice to boys. Hi. <laughs> what is your name, sir? Uh, Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Gordon Bennett. Come here. Okay. Yeah. Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just because he looks a little bit like your husband. Like, calm down. I swear to God. We get it. You have husbands. to this one. And she's like, oh. <laughs> I, I should have shaved the beard. I was just... No, please no. don't. Okay. Gordon. Oh, it's, it's working for me. <laughs> My husband is literally sat there. Hello, darling. I will not be home tonight. I love you. And I imagine I think your partner is out there as well. Not, even, like not even my wife. My wife's away. Oh, so who the fuck is that? No. I saw you were sat with a, a woman. I am, and it's a friend of mine. I'll allow it. Yeah, Hannah, do you want to swap seats? <laughs> I mean, she's genuinely away. My wife is genuinely away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gordon, did you kill did your you? wife? No, it, I mean, Where's she know. away? She, she away? So she's, she's up north. See, just, he's not being specific. That's, a, just, yeah. that's a euphemism like, for the freezer. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> also, you cannot get further north than Edinburgh. We are north. That's what I thought when I moved up here, but I mean, there seems to be loads of shit north of here. Gordon, I tell you what. She's in the septic tank. <laughs> Gordon, shut your sexy mouth and tell us, <laughs> tell us about your crime, please. Okay, so are we? Uh, uh, am I the victim or the perpetrator? Because I've got both. <laughs> oh! Do you know what? For the for the sake of our producer, who sometimes like is just like, don't let anyone say when they've done a crime. <laughs> I'll have to cut around the names she's of Pizza a, Express. She's, <laughs> she's a very like, heavy so, smoker. Like, like... <laughs> 
I've been I've been accused of a crime. Okay. Oh, is it a bad one? <laughs> no, not. Okay, bad. good, 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 good. Okay, so uh, do you know what we've got? We've got up to ten minutes, so okay. we'll do both, and we're going to judge right. you at the end. We'll do okay, victim right. first, surely. Victim first, so we get a little bit of kind of uh, we feel sorry for you, and yeah. then ruin it. Okay. We gotta like you, Gordon. <laughs> yeah. So uh, turned up at home, and to find my front door like in in pieces, oh, no. and uh, I'd been on holiday for two weeks, and uh, my my front door, my my friend picked me up, and my front door was just a piece of like metal sheeting. And I was just oh like, no! Like, like what? What on earth? That just sounds like the Bayless game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, that, what, will you speak right into the mic? Just because um, when I, I send thought. this episode to your wife, Sorry. I need to make sure. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Can so, I give you some stage techniques? Yes. Why don't you're really ignoring the left I wing? Am. There. <laughs> I mean, I think ignoring the left wing is what most of us in the UK have done. <laughs> If they've got yeah. the metal sheeting up, the so police the have been. the big right? metal sheeting, the police come, and I sort of looked at my friend. I was like, "Oh my god, what?" You know. So, so we pull up, and we and I and I run straight into our, into my front room, thinking because my most precious possession was my TV. Sure. So, and I see the Not TV again. His wife <laughs> sending it so, to your wife, Gordon. So, so is it, you know, Not the marriage album. No, no. So I see the TV still there, and I'm like, and and I was like, you know, my flatmate. Oh, I wasn't married at the time. My okay. flatmate uh, is sat there, and I'm like, going, what? The? He was on the phone. I was like, what the? Fuck? And he's just like, God, so we had to, to cool. we had to go. So we had to go to the pub for him to explain to me what happened. <gasps> so that is how repressed men are in yeah, this country. Well, no, like, so, I can't speak without alcohol. No, there needs to be a football match sexual. in the background. <laughs> so, oh, poor Gordon, I'm sorry. Well, no, not at all. Because actually, what happened was like we uh, the, the 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 lady that lived in the flat above us. Uh, <laughs> it's quite awkward. So. She, <laughs> So the lady that lived in the flat above us, we we knew because like she had to walk past the weird setup was she had to walk past our living room to okay. get into her flat, and uh, apparently what had happened while I was on holiday was that she'd gone out with her boyfriend and a friend, um, and then she'd uh, gone to bed and then woken up and because he wasn't in bed, uh, she'd gone thinking he'd just sort of passed out on the sofa to put a blanket on him to find him uh, fellating his male friend. Oh, um, it's okay. I wasn't expecting that. No, at which, at, <laughs> okay. At which point, like, she went mental. Okay. He went mental, and and it all got quite violent. So then she oh. locked herself in the room, called the police, oh. uh, and then he. Did she the phone use the word for later? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I knew her quite well, and I would suggest that that is not not the word that she okay. yeah, used in, when she was telling the story. And uh, and then, of course, because the phone got cut off, oh, no. they charged up and like oh, you know, so like, the police phone, knocked yeah. it the, down. The police knocked oh, like smashed boy. the door in. And, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. Wait, so fellating's a crime? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's frowned upon if you're in a relationship with uh, with someone of the opposite. I think it's frowned upon even if you're in a relationship with someone of the same sex, I would say. Oh, but you can call the police. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it seems as though he may he may have turned maybe slightly violent and that's why she calls the police. They come in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What story? Uh, okay. I, no. I was just quite glad my TV wasn't Nick, though. Gordon, what, um, wow. what uh, dare I ask? Yeah, what was the crime I was accused of? Yeah. yeah. Oh, just accused? No, accused. I was accused. Did you do so, it? Uh, well, let's, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's not. Let's not say who did what to who and why. Who did you fillet? I did not. <laughs> I, 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 I filleted no one, but I was I was living in Italy. I was. Uh, oh my God. I was, I, was teaching, I taught English as a foreign language for a couple of years in Milan. And, uh, one of, one, okay, now and, uh, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> we can all do languages, yeah. Gordon. And, uh, I wasn't before, but I'm hot for him now. So. <laughs> That's and we, two out of four, no, Gordon. Well, Keep <laughs> I've got five minutes to just smash this out of the pocket. Go on, what did you do? Were you on a moped? I'm just trying to guess what the hobbies are of the remaining two. Just, just <laughs> Remaining two? <laughs> Uh, so uh, we were going away for the weekend. We were going away for the weekend um, to my my uh, one of my flatmates. Another one of my flatmates uh, had a student that had a, a place on the coast. So we were going there, and uh, we travelled. We had to get the train from Milan to um, Geneva, where we trained. Who's Geneva? Geneva, <laughs> where we were changing at Geneva to to go on to this place. He'll find yeah. you hot if you play dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good technique. She's gone there. <laughs> Sorry, go on. You've gone to yeah, Jennifer. We've gone to Jennifer and we've, we've changed trains and, and we arrived at Jennifer and I basically, we walked into what looked like the French Connection. There were the army, undercover police, sniffer dogs everywhere. And as we got to the, like, came up an escalator and as we got to the top of the escalator, there was a, a guy in an army uniform with an <gasps> Alsatian and this Alsatian went off so like I'd got pedigree chum smeared all over me. Wow. So I, I, I just carried on walking and the next thing I know, I've got an arm on my shoulder and I'm being taken into a kind of, into a back room of Geneva Police Station being accused of having drugs on me. Wow. And did you and have you got any now? Uh, it's a long fridge. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> So you had drugs on you. You did. I did. Oh, yeah. how did? Were you shitting but, yourself? Yes. Is that what the dog smelled? Yeah. No, I did. I, I like. Wait, like, was it just like paracetamol? I, I was, no, I mean, I was absolutely. I was, I was strip searched. For, not full cavity, fortunately. Is that where they um, were? That, but uh, no, they were in a pocket. I was just lying the whole time, pretending I Wait, what had drugs no are idea. They? It was just a bit of weed. Oh my god, you're so cool. Um, <laughs> Believe me, when you've got your pants around your ankles and an Italian police sergeant screaming in your face, it doesn't feel as cool as you would think. <laughs> but it's so funny that they strip search someone but don't yep. check their yep. pocket. The worst, <laughs> the worst bit, the worst bit was my my girlfriend who was Italian. I she kept saying, "If you've got anything, just admit it." And I was thinking, right. "This may be how it works where you are, but where I am, right? You lie and lie and lie until you, you absolutely it have works. to." Lie. Wait, where were you? So, Parliament. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I've missed out on a career in politics. Oh my gosh! So, oh, Gordon, um, you've never worked a day in your life. No. <laughs> so, so, so I lied. Sense. I kept lying, and uh, <laughs> she got strip searched as well. Oh And no. then later that night, they were when like, we don't finally, check her pockets. She won't have any. When we finally got, when we finally got released. <laughs> That was the best feminist joke we've ever had on this podcast. That was incredible. Give her a round of applause. That was great. It's just a man from row like, I don't get it. 
you're, she'll explain it to you. Okay. Um, Gordon. Yes, yeah, sorry. So she, uh, so I just kept lying and pretending that I didn't have anything. And then eventually, later that night, when we got to the place we were supposed to be going to and uh, we'd been released, I was so relieved and all the adrenaline had gone and I drank a lot. By yeah. the stage, I was really, really quite drunk. And I was turning to my friend and I was like, going, she kept saying to me, if you've got anything, like, tell them. And I just said, I didn't, but I knew I had. <laughs> but what I hadn't realised was that, A, she was sat right next to me, and <laughs> B, because I was really drunk, I wasn't whispering. I mean, I was, I'm actually talking quieter now through this microphone than I was at the time. Um, just, uh, it didn't go well. What, did you not, like, just have the biggest spliff of your life after that, though? Uh, well, no, because the police had taken away the Wait. remaining... Oh, but uh, I thought you said they didn't get it. No, they did find it. But it wasn't no, enough to... No, it was such a tiny amount that, like, fortunately, and the, there was a man behind me having, like, he had, like, about, like, a block this big being weighed. <laughs> and I was just standing there. And it was the day before my birthday, and as I was filling out my details, and I had to put my date of birth... And That's I put how my he got off. You should say, it's my birthday! Well, the, the, the guy... The, 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 the army guy behind me, when I filled out my day of birth, just went, oh, how good are you? Which is the Italian way of saying happy birthday. Oh, thanks very much. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. Well, um, Gordon, thank you so wow. much. Here's a bottle of Prosecco. Give it up for Gordon! <laughs> thanks so much. Oh, man. Well, we have got just enough time to say, Abby, tell us about yourself. I mean... You are doing a show at the Edinburgh Fringe, let these people know. Yeah, so for the listeners, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not tonight. It's in like 20 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, so for the listeners, I, I'm really pretty. Uh, <laughs> you can't see that, but it's true. Uh, I, you can find me on all platforms at Abby Clark Comedy. Which I do regret because it means that if I don't post anything funny, I get hate. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you just want to post a fit pic, you know, but they don't like you. <laughs> I oh, mean, no. literally, you have a show in 20 minutes, so we better, um, we better wrap this up. But Abby, thank you so much for being with us. It's been yes, so much fun. You. Yeah. So everybody give it up for Abby Clark. Yay! Abby! Love you all. So we are um, Drunk Women Solving Crime. Yay! Yeah, thank you, Abby! Thank you so much. Uh, Gordon, see you in 10. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.